0: Now more with Frank Gaffney. Welcome back. We're joined by Sam Fettis, a former undercover operative of the Central Intelligence Agency, among many other incarnations he has served in, both in government and in private life, to the great benefit of our country. He is the author of several important books, including one that I think is particularly pertinent to topic A today. Beyond Repair, The Decline and Fall of the CIA. Sam, it's good to have you with us. And I'm anxious to pick your brains about um, evidence of just how beyond repair the CIA is.
1: Well, it's great to be here. <laughs> and I'm happy to talk about how beyond repair they are, although it makes me cry a little
0: bit. I can only imagine. Let, let me play for our audience uh, uh, just a short piece of a uh, Remarkable, I guess, uh, appalling promotional video and advertisement for, I guess, recruitment for the Central Intelligence Agency that has just been released under its uh, Biden administration management. Let's go to the audio tape. Three, two, one. So, Sam, what do you make of that as a former career Central Intelligence Agency employee?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I watched it and I cried a little bit and I laughed a little bit and then I probably cried some more. I mean, it's, it's, it's sad, right? I, I, I have a picture here in my desk in of my office where I'm sitting right now of a team of that I was in charge of in Iraq. Uh, one of the few photos I have of a agency team in the field and, you know, there's black guys and white guys and girls and boys and, Hispanic folks and Asian folks and, and I know all of them and that's all wonderful, but it's also irrelevant, right? The only thing that matters is that they could do their jobs, that they were effective, that that they knew what they were doing. And certainly that's the way they looked at each other and operated in the field. And that commercial for whatever it is for the agency which is just this obsession. With uh, all sorts of personal characteristics, characteristics, and this sort of overwhelming narcissism, and that somehow or another, all obsession in and of itself achieves something, and and that's the goal. And when I watch it, I think that's it's great that you can change a baby diaper. I think the lady says at one point, and I don't know whether that it doesn't tell me anything about whether you can actually collect intelligence in the field and keep from getting caught and keep us safe in our beds at night. Right.
0: And Sam, again, having spent a lot of time in very dangerous places going up against some of the world's worst regimes, what do you think our adversaries are making of all of this?
1: Well, they're making of it exactly the same thing they make of the obsession that DOD has right now with the same kind of nonsense. They laugh about it. They disparage it. And, and rightly so, you know, in, in the end, CIA...
0: But do, do you think they're emboldened by it?
1: Without, without question. I mean, they, they, they think, they look at us and they think this is a joke. And again, rightly so, because it's not, all of this is coming at the cost of a focus, again, on the only thing that matters. Can you, as a CIA officer, go out there in the field, crawl into the belly of the beast, go into those dark, dangerous places in the world and actually recruit sources, keep them alive, and give us the intelligence we need. Unfortunately, I think you see on the front pages every day that the answer to that question increasingly is, no, we are not doing that.
0: And if we are not doing it, and if we are emboldening enemies, including enemies who are doing that sort of thing against us, we are undoubtedly intensifying the peril we face. Which brings me to the next topic, Sam. Among the things that you would have done in your previous life um, would be trying to subvert enemies of this country uh, by operating in various presumably mostly shadowy ways inside their own country, um, influencing people, manipulating you know, government employees uh, recruiting spies and the like, I'd like to ask you to talk a little bit about what we are increasingly learning about the extent to which the Chinese Communist Party is doing precisely those sorts of things to us in what can only be described as an incredibly comprehensive, multi-pronged, thorough, and seemingly very well-resourced influence operational infrastructure and assault. Talk a little bit about what we've learned in just the past few, well, years, I guess now, about what they're up
1: to. Well, as, as with all aspects of, of, of their operations, they have a gigantic whole-of-government approach to this, to this issue. It is massive, it is well-resourced, it's been ongoing for decades, and it is incredibly effective. I, I think most Americans are completely unaware of how effective this the example I use talking about this all the time is the Wuhan lab situation in regard to the pandemic. The pandemic appears, um, but the totality of the information that we have available, which I won't try to detail at this point because we don't really have the time, but the totality of the information we know that is in possession of the U.S. government and including people like Dr. Fauci at the time tells us almost certainly theory number one has got to be this uh, this virus just came out of the Chinese lab in Wuhan. We can debate whether it was bioengineered and related to biological warfare or they just got sloppy. But the totality of that information made that theory number one, and frankly, almost certainly the answer. Instantaneously, the Chinese say...
0: And by the way, that, that laboratory was a biological weapons laboratory.
1: We should not discount the possibility it's related to bioweapons at all because we know in that lab there's bioweapons research and military personnel but at a minimum we have to say theory number 1 is it came out of that lab immediately the chinese communist party swings into action trots out a ridiculous story about a seafood market even though the virus clearly came out of a bat and bats are not even sold in this market and don't even these bats don't even aren't even native to the region where this where this is they trot out this ridiculous story within moments Every mass media, all virtually every mass media market in the United States picks up the story and runs with it. And the next thing you know, people are being censored, myself included, on every social media outlet in the United States, Twitter, or Facebook, LinkedIn, literally in Chinese communist fashion, shutting down anybody who counters a narrative that began in Beijing as Chinese propaganda. Now, that ought to terrify people, because that's the reality of what happened. Chinese Communist Party decreed this story is not allowed to be told. And the next thing you know, Americans are being censored. And to this day, most of them probably still believe that that's true. They don't even understand that they're parroting
0: a Chinese propaganda story. So, Sam... This is a case in point, Uh, but in addition, we've seen them operating on American campuses. We've seen them recruiting under the so-called Thousand Talents program, uh, professors and researchers and others, officials. Um, We've watched them uh, recruiting uh, people through voter registration drives across the country, including many aimed at... Changing red states blue, as they say, and somewhat successfully so. We've even heard a story that's just come out of the National Pulse. A terrific uh, young reporter there, Natalie Winters, uh, yesterday, I think, wrote up something called the Erickson Institute. And what it has been doing, uh, apparently a radical leftist operation, to uh, inculcate. Chinese communist nursery rhymes, for heaven's sakes, in our, you know, kindergarten kids. What on earth is going on in this sort of leave no stone unturned level of effort? Yeah,
1: it's another one of those, you don't know whether to laugh or cry moments. The Erickson Institute is actually a very big, very influential institute focused on graduate level education. They're based in Chicago. And their informal partnership with an outfit called the China Children's Press and Publication Group, which is an instrument of the Chinese Communist Party, focused on indoctrinating young people. It's straight out of the Young Pioneers in the old Soviet Union or the the equivalent in the Third Reich. It's a it's a mold the minds of the youth so they are loyal. Communist Institute and the Erickson Institute in the United States. Is in formal partnership with these guys to now produce publications to be disseminated inside the United States. This is when you hear that out loud, you're like, my God, that can't be true. And yet it is true. In the United States, are going to be said Chinese propaganda
0: straight up. We're going to talk more about this Erickson Institute with Trevor Loudon later in the week because he's done some interesting deep dive research on the leftist character of that operation and some of its prominent uh, associates. will titillate you with that in the days to come. But Sam Faddis, I guess where I want to leave this is that we are in mortal risk of having such, again, multifaceted efforts translating into a lack of understanding of the nature of the threat we face at the minimum, and at worst, actively recruiting and, and you know, indoctrinating Americans into believing that submission to the Chinese is, you know, the, the only future for our country. And this comes at a particularly perilous moment because we have a government that seems to be all about that as well. And I just want to say, I, I'm... Deeply appreciative of both what you have done to protect our country against all enemies, foreign and domestic, an oath you took, as did I, to, uh, to do. Uh, and and it's perhaps your most important work right now, what you're doing at andmagazine.com, Sam, to uh, alert us to these risks. And we appreciate so much your visiting with us each week to talk about them. And we'll look forward to catching up with you again next week. In the meantime, thank you for your collective service, including that you're doing now. Uh, to our country. Godspeed. Keep it up. Next up, uh, we will be speaking with, next up, we'll speak with Ambassador Robert Joseph about the Iran deals that the administration is pursuing and what they might mean for you. Straight ahead.
1: Go to securefreedomradio.org today. It's your freedom. It's your country. Frank Gaffney's Secure Freedom Radio.